Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. No doubt one of the greatest devotionals of all time. To me, far above the book, the devotional book, my utmost for his highest good book, but not like this one. It's not, it doesn't touch this one, in my opinion. This is the podcast, my beloved. This is episode number 580. And uh, Dr. Spurgeon chose for our devotional verse today, he being dead yet speaketh, Psalm 36 9 reads, For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. There's nothing like the Bible, my dear friends, nothing. There's no writing like the Bible. There are times in our spiritual experience, Spurgeon expounds devotionally, when human counsel or sympathy or religious ordinances fail to comfort or help us. Why does our gracious God permit this? Perhaps it is because we have been living too much without him and he therefore takes away everything upon which we have been in the habit of depending. Now Spurgeon is going a little deep, so pay attention because you need to get this, because this will comfort you in the hour when you are going through this that he may drive us to himself. And I believe this. I believe that God allows things in our lives, see, painful things, where you can't handle it or deal with it without going straight to God. No pastor can help you. No pastor's wife can help you. No counselor can help you. No bottle of liquor can help you. No drug can help you. Do you know there are sicknesses and pains that aspirin and anison and uh, morphine can't touch? Man. <laughs> Only God can touch it. Huh? Deep down in your soul. The pain of marginalizing God. The pain of pushing God to the periphery. 
the pain of losing your way because you have gotten away from God. You think your social life is more important than spending time with God. Your newfound friends, most of them who are full of the devil, have caused you to drift away from God and you, you're about to drown and they're nowhere to be found and they can't save you because they've already drowned. Or you cry out then. Okay. If you're saved, you're going to cry out to God because you know nobody can help you like God. In fact, you'll cry out what I call a dry prayer that you, you don't feel like it's getting anywhere, but it's getting somewhere. Okay. See, that God will allow you to do that. He'll have that to happen in your life. <laughs> it's not a juicy prayer. You know, when you're all into it and you feel it and your emotions are involved and all of that now. God will, uh, God will allow you to and cause you to pray a dry prayer where, because you don't even feel God, you don't see God, none of that. For the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. I didn't agree with everything Casey Price said, but I did agree with that, and nobody said it better than he said it. It is a blessed thing to live at the fountainhead, glory be to God, while our skin bottles are full. Go ahead, Spurgeon. We are content like Hagar and Ishmael to go into the wilderness. Go ahead, Spurgeon. But when those are dry, nothing will serve us but Thou God seest me. Go ahead, Spurgeon. We are like the prodigal. We love the swine troughs. Uh-huh, the jam-jam-boogie lifestyle. The party-hard lifestyle. In the bed with everybody. Orgies and everything, and forget our father's house uh, down at the club, living for the weekend. Remember, we can make swine troughs and husks even out of the forms of religion. Go ahead, Spurgeon, you're going kind of deep here today, Doctor. They are blessed things, but we may put them in God's place, religion, church service, and you don't even know God, or you're far away from God, you're just going through the motions. Someone said it a long time ago, and I believe it for today, most churches can go on without Jesus, and, and, may, and God forbid, without the Holy Ghost, they got their program, they got their methods, and they don't even need God, and God is nowhere to be found on the premises. They don't pray for God to be there. Why do they need God when they have Disneyland on the property? And then they are of no value. 
Dr. Spurgeon says, anything becomes an idol when it keeps us away from God. Anything, religion, church service. Some, there's some preachers who say they love preaching. I don't believe they're called to preach. I've never, I, I, I've wondered about these people. Oh, I just love preaching. You know these pastors who get together. I just love preaching. Uh, you don't. You're not called. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't. You, you you don't know the kind of hell a true preacher has to go through to get to the point of preaching. <laughs> Number one, you don't know how many devils that a real preacher has to go through and deal with on Saturday night. Wrestling with devils and demons all night long. Most true preachers, it's not that they don't, they can't sleep. The devil be messing with them all night long, all the way into the pulpit. Yeah, see. So I don't know what you're talking about. Now, I love having preach. Having already done so and seeing the results of it, what God has done. But see, you know, I, I didn't call myself. I ran away. I, I cursed and swore that I would never be a preacher like my dad before I got saved. Cursed and swore. I hated the idea of it. The last thing on earth I wanted to be was a preacher. Like my dad. I hated my dad as a preacher. For no reason. The man never did me anything wrong. Never. He never even whipped me. He should have. B times. Thousands of times. I would have turned out better. I know it. But he didn't. He was such a loving man. He didn't fully understand love though. He let my mother get away with evil. He let me get away with evil. And my siblings as well. The truth is, the two boys got women pregnant before marriage. The two girls got pregnant, and even one had an abortion before marriage. That's just the reality. You know, my church-going family, you know, like most church-going people, religion, they don't want anybody to know about their wickedness and their evil. But these things are not sort of be in a bishop's family. Period. Doesn't matter. I didn't know all of that then. I know it now. And so the last thing on earth I wanted to be was a preacher. I ran from it for about three or four months. And I, I finally submitted to the Lord to preach while I in the shower, while I was in the Air Force, and I have not looked back, by the grace of God. <clears throat> Even the brazen serpent, Spurgeon continues, is to be despised as Nehushtan, whatever that is. Spurgeon is going deep on us today. If we worship it instead of God, the prodigal was never safer than when he was driven to his father's bosom because he could find sustenance nowhere else. Our Lord favors us with a famine in the land 
that it may make us seek after himself the more. You know what people are praying now that they were not praying before? Lord, bless us with our daily bread. Raise your hand, you've been praying. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, Lord, bless us with our daily bread. Because, see, God can shut you down. And God is lovingly, mercifully shutting America down and the world who have gone away from him. Uh, oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Slowly but surely, lovingly and mercifully, God is dismantling America while chastising and rebuking the church because we're at fault. I don't care if you like it or not, my sweet evangelical theologians. All of the hellacious chaos in this country called America is rooted in the church. Stop lying. Stop acting like you're not guilty. We're all guilty. Period. 200 plus Mass shootings since January, man, are you kidding me? Inflation that that you have noticed that make you walk through the store with your head counting up if you have enough money to buy what you got in that cart. Putting stuff back. Eye popping. Wow, wow. What? I saw something the other day. <clears throat> I said, My, that used to be $7. Thank God for grand... Uh, thank God, I'm getting ready to tell you too much. Thank God for Walmart. <laughs> ah, yeah. For those of you who eat meat, some chicken, it's different. It's not really meat, it's chicken. But go to Walmart, get your bag full of chicken. You can eat on for two or three days. My daughter, the Negro. Several times, she took twenty dollars and went into Walmart and and, and bought uh, three days of food. I don't know how she did it. I, I hope I hope that's the case in your Walmart. I know that that's the case in my Walmart. Our Walmart has not changed. There might be a few items, but their prices have not changed. They're rolling back, rolling back, rolling back. I like it. Oh, but some of the other stores, man, they've gone up. Y'all, you all, people, with your sin, you hurt me. You hurt me. I told you not to do it, but you did it anyway. You didn't pay attention. Now you hurt too. You're suffering too. Some of you are trying to get gig jobs and jobs and so forth. You don't need to get a gig job that involves gas because 
twenty dollars gonna buy you four gallons. That's it, Jack. You hear me? Have you ever heard of such a thing? Four gallons, twenty dollars? That's crazy. Anyway, the best position for a Christian is living wholly and directly on God's grace. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Still abiding where he stood at first, having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Let us never for a moment think that our standing is in our sanctification, our mortification, our graces, or our feelings, but know that because Christ offered a full atonement, glory be to God. Therefore we are saved by the grace of God, for we are complete in him. Having nothing of our own to trust in, but resting upon the merits of Jesus, his passion and holy life furnish us with the only sure ground of confidence. Beloved, when we are brought to a thirsting condition, mm -hmm, we are sure to turn to the fountain of life with eagerness. Amen. Somebody. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for your holy word. Expounded upon by your expert preacher that you blessed with a, a mother load of anointing and unction reaching down to our day. And nobody can quite put it like Mr. Spurgeon. He being dead, yet speaketh, we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor as he would have it to be. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Now, my beloved, we move to the family segment. Some of you hate it. Some of you women hate it. You hate me for bringing it up. Uh, and just because we have a demonic spirit of rebelliousness and witchcraft and stubbornness and uh, women who uh, want you to hear them roar, that doesn't bother me. Even from family members, I'm very secure in my manhood. I'm not mad at you. Do what you want. I'm glad for your newfound freedom to do whatever you want. I, I'm just saying, I can't run with you. I can't go with you. And women hate it when I say that. You know why? Because they want all the men to run with them. On anything they want. And we can't, a true man of God can't do that. Because that's not going to work. It's going to, we know how it's going to end up. It's going to end up in a big old ball of mess. And we as men are going to be sitting on the sideline looking stupid and silly by letting you lead us into this big old ball of mess that you come back to us uh, saying silly things like, I don't know how this happened. Well, we knew how it uh, would end up. We tr some of us tried to tell you. 
Some don't. They dare not say anything. That's, but that's what they've been taught in the sweet evangelical, sweet charismatic, sweet Baptist church for years. Don't you get mad at me. That's a reality. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as he did, here is how you can be saved from the hell to come and walk with the Lord morning and evening in this life until you go to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty. There is a punishment for sin always. The Holy Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never trusted, if you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never received his free gift of salvation, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to save us from that awful place so that we can go to heaven when we die. Jesus Christ said in one sermon in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21, 8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and uh, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, hell is bad news, dear friend, but I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell when you die. You can go to heaven. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins, he suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins and for mine and for everybody in the world. He was buried and he rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. 
Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you want to trust Christ as your Savior today so that you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven when you die, pray this simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose on the third day. I do believe with all of my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you 
trust that Jesus Christ is your Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer.